Welcome to Psychopath in Your Life. This is episode number 185, and I'm your host, Diane Emerson. I'm the author of the book, Psychopaths in Our Lives, My Interviews. Today, I'm going to be talking about crisis actors. We start off with, you can fool some of the people all of the time, at all of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. It's a pretty interesting and pretty um, deep subject here as far as how this works. So remember last week I was talking about how, look at this as like a big building where all these people work and they're controlled from there, okay? Because when we look at actors, we've got a lot of different things to look at. We've got movie screen actors, we've got TV actors, we've got reality screen actors, and we also have YouTube actors, people who are here to disseminate information to trick the rest of us. All of those I have very little patience for, and just be careful where you're getting your information from. So let's talk about how did we get started with this crisis stuff. It really started, um, the most famous conspiracy theories are those relating to the truth behind the assassination of JFK. And it was the it was in relation to the official investigation into the assassination called the Warren Commission. There were a couple, but that was the term was first used. But it was used many, many years ago, but that was how the CIA coined it. And in 1976, the New York Times obtained a document they requested via the Freedom of Information Act, also known as FOIA which is all really big setup. This is my opinion because do you think they're going to really give you information they don't want to give you? <laughs> anyway, so this document was a CIA, CIA dispatch labeled Psych for Psychological Operations that was distributed in 1967 indicating that they coined the phrase conspiracy theory and conspiracy theorist and used it as a derogatory term to attack anyone who challenged the official narrative from the Warren Commission. These labels have continued ever since they coined the phrase in the 60s, along with other phrases later on, like 10 hats, and in a deliberate smear to discredit those theories. Things like JFK, Roswell, Area 51, MKUltra. There's just so many things the CIA is doing that it's kind of hard to list them all here, but you kind of get the picture. Pretty much everything you see on the screen is going to be a conspiracy or a um, psyops. And it's going to be done by crisis actors, but we probably need to come up with some new terminology here because crisis actors kind of covers the people who show up on the scene and act like they were part of the, the crime and stuff, but we have a pretty big category if you think about it because we've got social medias full of all these actors, whether you call them crisis actors or whatever you want to call them, it's all acting, okay? None of it is real. And I could get into a lot more of it now, but I won't. I'll get into it in the future. But it all drives off the thing about fear, okay? If they get us frozen in place, fear is the best weapon. Control the masses with fear. And each of these little psyops and deals have different um, objectives to them. So, but also remember that they also know about how we've been programmed, okay? Because we have a lot of society program going on here besides the MK7 and stuff I've talked about in the past. For example, I don't remember my parents ever sitting me down and telling me not to call black women apes. Um, and how that worked out was that, like, for example, when Obama got elected with his wife, Michael or Michelle, um, it would have been considered pretty rude to talk about Michael or Michelle looking like a big black man, right? So they can also control us with different society image things because it starts to sound pretty crazy if you start calling the first black president's wife 
a black ape or a, really a man and not a woman. And behind all of these things, and I'll get into this more later, is all of these people pretty much have also one thing in common. A lot of them are also transgenders. And yeah, reel that back. I did say that including the people here on these social media platforms who are spilling this stuff. That's a common thread that I found. When I do research, what I do also is I look at who are these people and take a look into their past, take a look at are they trans or are they not trans or how do they fit into this new world order. And what you'll find is that there's a lot of misinformation going on around as far as who is trans and what to look for. And if you're interested, I'd be glad to get into that later because it's not as simple as people are making it out to be because it depends on how much work they've had done. It depends on a lot of factors, okay? And then they also play the society part because we're just kind of trained as children not to make rude comments about people. Like if you see a woman who's probably really a man but looks like a man, you wouldn't say, Mom, that looks like a man. And somebody would say, hey, don't say that. See how we start to become programmed to only say what's acceptable. So... I don't know. Um, I'm going to be talking today about Lisa Beamer. Lisa Beamer is an interesting character. I ran across Lisa when I was doing the 9-11 show, which I'd recommend you taking a look at. And Lisa Beamer is a perfect example of this. She's a woman who is a small, blonde woman who was pregnant at the time, okay? So what kind of maniac would talk about her being some sort of crisis actor, right? They would get you from all sides on that deal. So they also play into this with different factors that I think our society program doesn't allow us to probably verbalize outside of polite company, right? So let me talk a little bit about Lisa. Lisa was married to a man named Todd Beamer, B-E-A-M-E-R. He was in the fourth plane that supposedly went down around 9-11. And he, it's an interesting 9-11 story because it's told through the eyes of his wife and a wife and mother named Lisa Beamer. Her, he had coined the phrase, let's roll. Okay? He was killed, well, <laughs> supposedly, aboard a hijacked flight headed for the Pentagon. And the Pentagon's also a very interesting place with all the symbolism. But, you know, a couple of planes never really showed up anywhere. So, um, Todd, supposedly, according to this story, Todd Beamer and his fellow American passengers knew they had to do something to stop this plane from killing hundreds of people. And what they said was, these terrorists have tried to scare us and paralyze us. And I'm not going to give in to that, <laughs> as he's trying to scare and terrorize us, right? So... In, what happened after that was Lisa became on the main stage, Lisa, his um, grieving widow, quite a woman. I mean, she was, you know, pregnant. She was, you know, doing hundreds of media responses, and she just looked like a real hero here, right? So she had become the de facto spokeswoman for the heroes of Flight 93. Notice all these numbers here. Her husband of seven years, Todd, who was 32, and she had been interviewed countless times. I think it was, you have to look at that show, but I think it was like a couple hundred times. And she said the woman was all over the news, okay? You'll, you'll see her picture on the screen. And here again, if you said something about calling her a liar, calling her this or that, what kind of response do you think you're going to get during the time? You're attacking a blonde little pregnant woman with two kids and a dead husband? So, um, so they, they claimed that at 32, she'd been left a single stay-at-home mother with a toddler, an infant, and a third child due in three months. She just did incredible things considering she was in her last few months of pregnancy. 
So she remembers the phone rigging on the fateful morning, the dead air on the line when she answered. Todd had asked an air phone operator to call his wife as he and others prepared to jump the terrorists. As he dropped the phone, he said, let's roll. That became their fighting charge of 9-11. But, you know, what a hero Lisa is, because instead of focusing on her personal tragedy, she's, been, she's turned her sights into helping other families left behind by the crash of Flight 93, which killed all 44 people on board. Nineteen other children, some of whom she met at the Pennsylvania crash site and at the White House, will grow up without a mother or father. Now, I find Lisa particularly toxic and revolting because um, lately she's been up to, she goes around and helps children. I find all these people just, here's the thing with the children thing. They use this to lure everybody in. They'll say things like, believe in Trump because he's here to help the children. And then you have all these people on social media talking about, let's talk about Epstein. Let's talk about all these children being raped. Well, you, you need to be aware of a couple of things. It's all an agenda, okay? It's all a psyops. Epstein never happened. And what did happen is interesting is that, remember, these people all are pretty much transgendered, okay? So if we really believe that Epstein was raping young girls, we have to kind of step back here because I don't believe he had a penis. So anyway, so yeah, and you'll find that all these people that have an agenda to push this Epstein thing, it's all a distraction, okay? And if you're interested, I'll get into more of it, but it's like everybody is trying to protect the main thing, but we're missing, we're looking at the tree and we're missing the forest, okay? Like for example, People talk about Anderson Cooper in the past of CNN being with the CIA. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of red flags. He comes from a bloodline family. He was with the CIA. He's now on CNN. He says he's gay. A lot of these people are hiding his gay, okay? And he recently just had a child through a surrogate. Well, I have to question the forest because how did Anderson Cooper, who's really a trans, how did he donate sperm to have a surrogate to have a child? And my big question behind all this is they use children as a lure to bring you onto social media to talk about these horrific cases they cook up. But really, they if, you, if you're part of this whole agenda, if you're one of the people that's on the news or on, on social media talking about Epstein and all this other stuff that's going on, you also have to be in agreeing to the New World Order the way they treat children. So if you think these people really care about the children, I would suggest you take a little bit closer look because they need to draw us in with things that we'll respond to, okay? So what they did here with this thing with Lisa and this crowd was they painted her very sympathetically, a little blonde woman with a few kids and she's pregnant. And she actually said, the first positive story of 9-11 happened on Flight 93. People clung to the hope that ordinary people can do extraordinary things. See, that was kind of the theme of Lisa and her little lie that she had going on. And she went on to say, Todd and the others showed us how we can turn a bad situation into some good. Yeah, I guess, I, I don't know how you turn a bad situation, which was a lie, into a good situation, which took more lies. But anyway, so another false flag, and I'd like to talk about this real briefly, is that um, because we were talking about vaccines and stuff, and I believe that, this is my belief, okay, I believe that all of this testing for the virus is really a DNA gathering expedition. 
And why do I think that? Well, because of lots of reasons why how fast they came up with the tests and all that. But, you know, there's reports of people getting tests and then they end up saying they're positive and they really weren't even there at the test. So I would caution you to just think of the simple because they're gathering a lot of data on everybody with all this DNA. So let me give you an example of that because that fits into these crisis actors because it takes a lot of people to pull this off, okay? Um, they actually, I ran across, the CIA did a fake vaccination program. So I thought it'd be interesting here when we're talking about crisis actors because it's also was a PSYOPs, was 9-11. So let me tell you about that. Um, now, I don't believe this is the way it happened, okay, because I don't believe that they had to hunt down Osama bin Laden. <laughs> but, but this is their story. They're sticking to it, okay. Anyway, so um, they ran a fake vaccine program, and they said that that's how they proved they hunted down Osama bin Laden. I think Osama bin Laden is somewhere drinking a Mai Tai, but that's just another subject for another day. So what they said was, while it was controversial to use a medical program as cover for an intelligence operation, see the patterns here? The CIA has since said it will not repeat this. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure everybody who robs banks say I'll probably never rob another one, right? The prospect of locating bin Laden was priority one and clearly trumped any ethical conflict someone might try to find here. So what happened was the CIA had tracked down a courier to the place where they suspected bin Laden was hiding, but they were struggling to confirm with absolute certainty that he was, in fact, inside. They had bin Laden's DNA on file, thanks to the fact that his sister lived in Boston, and the agents realized if they could obtain DNA from one of the bin Laden's children who were living at the compound with him and match it with his sister's DNA, they could confirm with a high degree of certainty that bin Laden was indeed inside. They enlisted the help of a Pakistani doctor who went throughout the city under the guise of the vaccination program, identifying each address, administering vaccinations, and obtaining DNA samples. They eventually identified bin Laden's DNA through his children, and the rest is history. Well, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? I mean, see how I always talk about their one-trick ponies. Well, this pretty much shows the one trick is DNA, vaccinations, and all that. So I'd like to cover some more in the future, but let me know which ones you're interested in. Next week, I'd like to talk about more about the McCann case. And remember, the bin Laden was likely transgendered, okay? And... All of these characters are normally transgendered. Now, I'll definitely have to go through each case by case, okay? And But all the evidence is there. For example, Edward Snowden looks like he was probably a relative of the Rockefellers. So it all connects. Every bit of it connects, okay? We have been lied to for so long that it's almost hard to take a look at anything. And people will quote things like, well, I saw it in the news about this thing in China and this and that. Well, remember, they're all in on this together. So you have to do a lot more than just take a look at one news report. But anyway, so most of them are all trans. And the McCanns, I mean, Kate McCann is not Kate. It's probably Ken. <laughs> um, Kate McCann is a man. Um, nobody died. I don't think that uh, Madeline is dead. I don't believe that John Benet Ramsey is dead. And remember, years ago, I used to believe all this stuff myself. So there's no shame in not knowing what their game is. 
but now that we know what their game is, I think we should probably just focus on talking a little bit more about it so we're more, more informed about what our decisions will be. Because you're going to have to make a decision down the road here. I believe that the military is going to be in charge of the vaccines. I take Trump at his word, okay? But I also believe that you need to be prepared for when that knock comes on that door, what is your answer going to be? So anyway, so I'll join you in the comments. If you're on audio, you might want to take a look over on YouTube. And remember, I'd be glad to cover a few more of these cases in more detail. and Take them apart a little bit more because it's all been a big lie. Now, do I think some cases get on the news that aren't lies? Yeah, sure. I mean, I was interviewed on the news years ago. So, I mean, I'm not a trans and I'm not a liar. But um, I believe that the majority of all of the big cases... I talked about Ted Bundy being trans. Well, Jeffrey Dahmer's trans. They all are. So, but in order to really give you the full details, let me know which would be a couple of your favorite ones to cover, and I'll get back to those the next, the next week or so. Because we have to remember that it's all been a big lie, and we're only going to find ourselves if we continue to look for the truth and stop taking the lies in. Stop believing the lies. They're here to deceive, trick us, and not let us know what's going on. And the longer we believe the lies, the longer we're going to stay in this, in this situation. So be safe out there, and I'll talk with you soon. Goodbye for now.